And so I didn't have that awareness. Had I had that awareness prior to going into relationships, I would be able to understand what are the red flags that I'm likely going to be blinded to when I'm in that infatuation stage. I keep ending up in the same relationship over and over and over. I'm missing red flags. We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work, and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyper-connected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability and are obsessed with helping people like you shift into unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission. Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Evolve Ventures, where we are making evolution possible for growth-minded humans through vulnerable lessons, stories, and our favorite, data and technology. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Bianca Thomas. And I'm your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back to another episode. We hope that you liked our last couple episodes. We lightened the mood for you. So this one is a Monday motivation. So hopefully your mood is already up there. But if not, welcome. We are excited to have you join us. So today, let's get into three tips for successful dating. If you're someone out there that you've been swiping on the apps, you've been having a (laughs) tough time, maybe you're not even on the apps and you're still having a tough time, you're trying to figure out, you know, what does successful dating look like when we're in this type of post-COVID-19, let's figure ourselves out and date. So Bianca and I's <laughs> intention for this episode is to try to bring some simple tips that she and I or or either one of us have used in the past and seen success in or success that we believe would help you and benefit as a result of either working with clients that we have that they've succeeded on this or um, just in general. So to that extent, let's get into it. And also, before we get into it, if you have any questions on this stuff, please reach out. Because I think that one of the things when it comes to motivation and Monday and you might need it, like you might not have a community that you can lean on and you can leverage and Evolve Venture Society is here for you. All right. That's it. B, (laughs) how do we want to get at this? You know, like let's get some energy. Let's go. So for anyone who has been a longer term listener to the show, you will have heard me talk multiple times about my interesting dating history i guess <laughs> i'll put it i'll put it that way i have had a very interesting dating history not the smartest to say the least mm. um and it really wasn't until last year when i left my final toxic relationship that i was like all right something <laughs> is wrong it's mm. clearly me because i keep getting into these scenarios so what is it that I'm missing that I need to learn? And so I know there's a lot of people out there in our community and other people just in general who are kind of going through similar things where it's like, 
I keep ending up in the same relationship over and over and over. I'm missing red flags. I keep getting hurt. I'm doing this. They're doing that. Mm. And it's just this never-ending cycle. And I know Amelia doesn't like giving herself credit for this. I am going to give her the credit for this. Amelia genuinely has the greatest relationship I have ever seen, ever. Mm. And Amelia has studied relationships more than anyone I know. So Mm. I will call her an expert in this arena, which is Mm. why she is the go-to person that I always go to. And I'm like, Em, I need help. Like, what do I do about this? Or what am I not seeing? Or what am I missing? So in this episode, I am going to be asking Amelia questions based on what I used to struggle with, what I'm currently struggling with, and what I know a lot of other people are struggling with. And we're going to get some little golden nugget gems in here. Let's get them. So, M, when I met my ex, I had told you that... In the beginning of the relationship, there were a ton of red flags that Mm. were coming up that because I was lonely, because I was sad, because I was insecure, because of whatever, I dismissed or I didn't pick up on them or maybe I did and I just was like, yeah, we're just going to, no, it's fine. It's fine. This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to be a thing. And then it ended up being a thing and I'm like, son of a bitch. But anyways, (laughs) 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 for anyone listening who is maybe newly in a relationship or is newly dating or is in a long-term relationship, but they're noticing these red flags, Mm. how can people start to – how do I want to ask this question? How can people understand if there are red flags? How can they understand if they're dismissing them? And how do they know – like how can they start to recognize the impact that those are going to make? Mm. Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll try to, I'll try to answer those, um, by first starting to say that, you know, if you've never studied relationships before and you're trying to have a successful relationship, that might be the issue there, uh, right there. (laughs) Um, so, and why are you calling me out? (laughs) No, but no. Okay. So in all honesty though, it's something, you know, like you and I have talked about this so much. It's something that like, it's, an area of study, but yet no one studies it. Everyone just kind of expects that it's going to work out. And as we all know, we have a lot of, you know, Disney to thank, but more beyond pointing the finger at that. (laughs) Why aren't we pointing our finger inwardly? We have, we have, we have scrolls and clicks away from literally so much information about human behavior, about, um, different, the different stages of relationship, about like how we can become better partners, how we can be our most authentic aligned self. But yet we so much struggle because relationships aren't necessarily talked about in the early stages of our education. We got into that Mm -hmm. in our team training the other night about um, the difference in education systems of Montessori schools and uh, the typical education system. But anyhow, okay, let's zoom back. What a lot of people don't recognize because they might be so desperate for love, and I'm not making anyone wrong for that. I was there at one point too, but it was to an extent of like, I am so lonely and I would rather have someone than have no one. That's where and I was for a long time. Yeah, we get in there and and I, I we're not wrong for that. That's the thing. However, 
what that can bring for so many people is like not what they need. And I know we all know that, but again, like how do we how do we debunk some of this stuff that like you said we keep getting into these cycles and we keep attracting the same types of people or the types of outcomes that we really don't want. But yet like we don't take a step back and say okay, like what how can we interrupt? How can we break this cycle? And I think that the first starting point is is understanding what your patterns are and understanding at the very core, like what is your attachment style? Because if you're not quite aware of what your attachment style is, it's really hard to to kind of like, if you will, pick up on what are your patterns, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to get into every single different attachment style, but that's a great first place Google search to, to start. So tool number one is understand what your attachment style is and how you are engaging in relationships based on that. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, you crushed it. Um, okay, exactly. Thanks, y'all. So number two, I would also say is is understanding that all relationships are, you can break them up into phases. So especially when it comes to like intimate relationships, right? And to the flag um, statement that you had mentioned there, this is really where this one comes in, this tool, this tip, okay. where especially when it comes to intimate dating relationships, there's already the subconscious, like, I don't want to be lonely, your attachment style at play, right? Mm -hmm. So two people have different attachment styles, more statistically speaking, more than likely they have different attachment styles. That's right. Opposites attract. It's two different attachment styles coming together, attracting each other because of each other's patterns. And then what happens is you, you move through phases in the relationship. So this is when red flags, Typically, like let's say, for example, you're such a gym fanatic, and and um, B, I won't use you as an example for this. You can but use like, me as an example, just in general, right? So let's say, okay, Bianca, you go to the gym every single day. You or like you have a solid routine around gym, and it's not necessarily the gym. It's about taking care of yourself, doing the things that right. really deeply matter to you. Exercise. And, exercising, right? So all of a sudden you meet this person who, you know, you didn't think it was going to be a thing. You guys first, maybe it was swiping or maybe you guys met through the DMs. They slid in, whatever, all that jazz turn out into, <laughs> you know, some texting. Now you guys are going on dates. Now it's kind of like semi-casual. You have no idea what to call it, but you're catching feels. Mm-hmm. And what what is happening is you're entering into that first stage of your relationship, which is that initial meeting and attraction. So this is when your physiology is really, really activated. So you're on high alert. You have all of the hormones that are being activated to really own it. And I, if you're watching this on YouTube, it like you have blinders from a physiological standpoint to all the things that are getting in the way <laughs> of that attraction being acted upon. And I say this to my clients all the time, the ones who want successful relationships, but yet don't want to put themselves out there because they fear rejection. Fun fact, we're not going to attract anything. Why? Because at me. <laughs> Keep calling me out, Amelia. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And this is funny because like, I, B, I think I said this to you too. It's like, well, what's the word that we don't really know is already deeply embedded within attraction? It's action. You need to act in order to attract. And so you start this initial phase <laughs> and what is happening and we can go into the neurophysiology and all that jazz that is all the nerdy stuff that I like, but really like we know that all relationships go through phases and you start to develop a attachment. Hmm. However, that is where you start to shift into that blinder stage, which people typically refer to that 
infatuation stage. You're so infectiously in desire of the other person or of the idea of being together and having a life together. You know, like this is where all those thoughts come up about like, well, what my what would my last name like sound like with like their last name or like what oh would my we do? God. What would our kids look like? Like all these things <laughs> that like the brain just does. <laughs> And it's so focused on, you know, the desired outcome rather than all of the things that really should be looked at in this phase. So this is where that red flag, the orange flag, the green flags. I think we have another episode that talks about that. We did do an episode about that. Love that one. That's where that really comes up. B. And to to your question, like, how do we acknowledge that? I think that even just those two things, number one, noticing where you're um, knowing what your Your attachment attachment style is. And likewise, what are the signs of a different attachment style? What are you likely probabilistically going to be attracting because of your attachment styles? What are the patterns? Likely, Mm. what are you going to attract? So I was an avoidant attachment style. I was probabilistically more apt to attract in in, um, insecure, insecure insecure attachment style. And so I didn't have that awareness. Had I had that awareness prior to going into relationships, I would be able to understand what are the red flags that I'm likely going to be blinded to when I'm in that infatuation stage. You know what's interesting? My first ever partner was insecure attachment. All of the ones in between were avoidant. And Mm. then my last one was insecure. Mm -hmm. And I'm an insecure attachment. I know that like my, my, what I was conditioned to and what I like became was insecurely attached. Yeah. That's so So interesting. Self-awareness is so key. And, and honestly, like when it comes to successful dating, it's like, well, why are we having to make a science of it? Why can't it just like work out? Well, the thing is going back to what we said, Y'all, let's motivate us into realizing what is within our control and what's within our control is our own awareness, right? And and mm. how we can navigate and break those cycles, right? So to be able to break that cycle and to your to your question, like how do we like not, you know, or, or whatever it was around the, the red flags and how do we try to acknowledge those and how do we not let those just completely derail us? Because that's where the self-sabotaging uh, behaviors start to come in. How do we avoid that? A lot of it comes down to awareness and picking up on your own patterns, acknowledging them, having the humility to to say, okay, this is my pattern. I'm going to go into that. And I, and I have a client who like I just want to shout out right now because she had the courage to go in and admit what her attachment styles are. So she's hi- more hypervigilant than ever at saying, okay, I know what this opposite attachment style looks like that's going to be attracted to women like me. Women Mm -hmm. who have low self-worth because of X, Y, Z, who have an avoidant attachment style, insecure men who have insecure attachment styles will likely seek out women like me because they can have a degree of dominance. And so when I pick up on those signs, when those guys try to figure out where I am at all times, I now know that's not going to be an adaptive relationship for me. And instead of internalizing that as you know, there's something wrong with me and I'm not lovable and I'm not good enough and all this stuff, I'm actually going to say no thank you Mm -hmm. because that's not going to serve me in the long term. You know, in my past, I would have said yes to the day. I would have, even if they were super hot and sexy, I would have like been all over that. Like, no thanks is the like, okay, bye situation that's happening now. Super proud of Mm -hmm. that. That takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of humility because again, we want, we would rather be with someone than we would, you know, 
prefer to be with someone than to be alone. And sometimes that aloneness is so empowering because you recognize where your strengths are. So we just had two tips that came forward in that. Okay. We need to start wrapping up. So what's one tip for all of the single Pringles out there like me (laughs) to start understanding yourself better and then attracting a partner who is actually good for you and where you are and where you're headed. Mm. So what's the first step? I know that's a loaded question. What's the first step? First step is I would I would say, um, <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but hang a picture of your younger self somewhere where you'll see her, him, them every single day. And I'll pull out little Amelia right here for all y'all. She's so cute. cute. All right. So why why do I say that? Um, Because I think that what that will help with is recognizing who you are at the core. This was the little little kid version of you before all of your awareness of all of the social conditioning that's happening and and before quote unquote your innocence got ripped out of you, right? So we all have like this little inner child, our inner weirdo, right? Like we call this on the evolved team. We all have this inner part of us that we just want to be safe with around other people. That's why when we say at at evolve, like let your freak flag fly, like <laughs> let that quirkiness come out. That's something that we always wanted to make sure that we had in the podcast. Why is that and how does that pertain to dating and to all of your questions? Like, how do we even start that? By having a picture of your younger self, you can really start to see how far you've come, but also how close to home you really are. And and how do we start to get closer to that? Now, I'm not saying let's regress back to a, a seven-year-old version of ourselves. But what I am saying about when it comes to dating is can you be with people or can you go on a date and kind of let that like freak flag fly a little bit? And whether it just be like your weird quirky self or some little nuance that you absolutely adore and love and admire about yourself. It could be, you know, like B, for example, your your laugh right? Socially, <laughs> you were conditioned to like over time hate your laugh, which I think your laugh, laugh is hilarious. The Evolve the team, they love your laugh. Like it brings joy to our life. And genuinely, <laughs> you've brought joy to so many people's lives. And for anyone mm. who made fun of you ever for that and conditioned you to like suppress that freak flag, even though it's not even a freak flag, like it's amazing. We love you, right? Mm, love All you. of those little things, you got to like be more confident about so it starts with this having the courage to go back to that younger version of yourself be like what have I like drifted so far away from because of Mm. all of these people in my life that no longer are in my life or no longer serve me or whatever right to go back to that you got to have the courage to admit what what truly let's get clear what are you clear about that is that makes you so uniquely you that no one can take away from you, but they certainly have tried. For me, it's like the rainbows. If I couldn't have the courage to admit like that I freaking love rainbows, like I wouldn't really be able to be loved for who I am now. Now and your so, best friend is a rainbow. Now, yes, now my best friend, <laughs> rainbow and butterflies over there, right? So like, okay, awesome. Now, because I had the courage to get clear on who the hell I was, even to the extent that that little girl picture that I was showing you of me, I was sewing in the ABCs, I got an award for it, in rainbow, literally in a rainbow thread. So I like, funny that. how that circles comes around, but B, 
who the courage that I had to be to get clear on who I was attracted my best friend, now co-host, now business partner, now mission partner into my life. That person, and this might not happen for everyone, but think about how that one swap of closing the door to other people and bringing someone in because I had the courage to get clear on who the hell I was. She was there the whole time. I just didn't Mm. necessarily have the confidence to bring her forward. So it's really building that confidence behind the scenes for each and every person and letting that part of you come forward when it comes to dating. You know, and I think a lot of people are really afraid. I just got off a coaching call with someone of, of like just being their true authentic self. They're so afraid to get hurt. Let that cackle come out. Like, and if people are like, okay, <laughs> like let them love you for that. <laughs> and if they don't, let them leave. Like, close the door on them, you know? Like, mm. that's the thing. I think so many people live their lives just suppressing themselves to serve XYZ person's need. And, you know, okay, let's face it. If you're listening to this on Monday, Let's 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 hammer out the energy that can help you be a little bit more closer into that version of yourself that you were unsuppressed and you didn't fear for people's judgments. That's really what it is. So to answer those questions, it's stop fearing the the judgments of others when it comes to dating and successful mm-hmm. dating. You have to define what that is. You can't get clear on what that looks like if you don't know and have the courage to be authentically you. And I know that kind of sounds cheesy when you kind of wrap it all in a bow and put it together, but like it's it's serious because if I had to hide like my quirkiness from Alan, like he and I would have a very different relationship. Very much and, like, so. Even on our first date, I allowed that to kind of come forward and I was like, you know what? This is who I am. You're going to love or hate me for it. And honestly, if you hate me for it, like you're not my guy. No. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> You guys called me on your first date. We did. That was my first flag flying. I'm like, I got to help my girl out. You ain't a thing, chicken wing. I'm depressed over a breakup that I had just had at the time. And they called me on their first date. And I'm like huddled in a corner crying. And they're like, B, we love you. (laughs) Well, that was my freak flag, B. It was like, like, relationships are great and all. But like, I am a service-oriented human. I got to check in on my best friend. I know she's had a rough day. And like... I appreciate that we're on this date here, but like I need to just take a minute and pause. And if you get upset about that, that's a red flag that I need to acknowledge. Right. Mm. And he didn't. He was like, let's do it. Like, love be all this thing. So like, that's a great example. So successful dating, couple tips. Hopefully you picked up some golden nuggets, be great questions. And hopefully this helps someone at least start to, to get that journey, get that blood, get that juice flowing on this Monday. Mm. We hope this was helpful. Thank you so much to everyone who is listening and we'll see you next time. Bye Bye, everybody. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't even have to be on camera. You can literally just listen in if you want to so that you can get this content. You can hear what the community has to say and be involved with the conversation in real time. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. 
that's what this event is all about. Click in the link or out of the mud in the show notes to register for our next event. We love hearing from our listeners and community members. In efforts to help you evolve, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Evolve Ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.